So saints, we read him from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Remember we are talking about seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. By now I'm sure you've rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. I don't have to go and revise again. We are seated with Christ. Today we will be looking at the second phase of where we are. Remember where we are seated with Christ is in the heavenly places. Again. And we said for you to understand where we are seated with Christ and the authority and everything, to appreciate where we are seated, you need to understand where we come from. They take for granted mobile thing. So now we know before, in phase one, we were in Christ. Do you remember that? Where we, it was before the foundation of the earth. And so I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 23, rather 21 to 23. It says, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, remember phase one, it is in Christ again. Or in Christ before the foundation of the earth, we have eternal life. We are blessed. You remember those things. Now Adam sinned and then we entered phase two. Phase two, we are now in Adam. Phase one is in Christ before the foundation of the earth. Now we are in phase two, in Adam. It says, so in Adam, all die. Why? Because God said to Adam, if you eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. So if you look at a person who's not born again, they are in Adam. How so pulusu untolu humang hu Adam? Bibilir harlu Adam retajuang reashwa. Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ is the first fruit. We'll talk about that next time. Afterward, they that are in Christ at his coming. Verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It's talking about the body. When we are resurrected, what will the body look like? It says the body, I want you to follow these verses. This body, who Adam, what do we do? We die. Ne? So when we are dying, this body is sown. Milona wajalo. The Bible says it is sown in corruption. Umamele. Already it tells you what we are going to talk about. It says this body is sown in corruption, meaning this body is already corrupt. Milona wetangwabola. That is why, oh, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. So a natural body is weak, is dishonorable. It is dying. Are you following? So it says... It will be raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body. And what? In which body are we now? Natural body. Okay. So you realize that 
if there is a natural body and a spiritual body, what I am inside, what you are inside, is still going to have a proper body later. So, the spirit man is born again, but is living in a natural body. So, the spirit man is the new man. You remember the new man? So, the new man is living in an old man's suit. So, this body it creates the working of the old man. But the man who is, is like buying a house that somebody lived in it before. When you come in, it is painted again. It has all these things and a little. But it is not your signature, if I can put it that way. The way you are painting and cutting, you don't like the paint. Are you following? So what does that mean? You are the new owner in the house that was painted and reflects the old owner. So if you are going to show that this is my house, you have to paint it and decorate it your way. Does that make sense? So in the same manner, you live as a new man in an old body. Therefore, this body, you must teach it to live to the expectations of the new man. That is why in 1 Corinthians 9.27 to 29, Paul says, I discipline my body. Why do I discipline my body? Because my body is used to the old way of doing things. I renew my mind. Why do I renew my mind? Because my mind is not born again. So I must renew my mind. Are you still with us? So he says, this is the part I want. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam, a quickening of a life-giving spirit. Howbeit, that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterwards, that which is spiritual. The first man was of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is, or the, the spiritual man is heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. Let's take it this way. It says the spiritual man, Jesus, is a heavenly man. So those who are in Christ, but while Pulusito and Libana, they are heavenly people. Are you still with us? So they are in the world, but they are not of the world. They operate at a higher level than the well, still with us. So it says the first Adam, I agree you remember the name Adam simply means man. Mutu, isimunna. It means a human being. So the name Adam was given to the man Adam and the human being. Does that make sense? So mutuhabe uwale fatin, huti, Mutuki Adam, Libitola high on top of that Itaba Adam. Okay? 
So then this is what happens. It says the first Adam. Why do we have first and last Adam? It's because Adam, meaning human being or mutu, is the representation of the totality of human beings. In other words, every human being has to go through an Adam to justify being themselves. The first and the last. Both of them represent entire human beings. So the first Adam represents all of us. So when you are born, you come through the first Adam. Now you are born in sin through the first so before that Adam, there is no one who represents human beings. Then, unfortunately, in this Adam, we all die because of sin. Now comes another human being's representative. He is the last one, not the second so we have the first Adam. Why are they called Adams? Because they represent all human beings. Without them, you are not represented anyway. So how little fatting? You are either represented in the first Adam or in the last Adam. When you are a sinner, where are you represented? First. When you are a child of God, last. So you and I are in the last Adam, who is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, the first Adam is the first man. So he's the first human being brought forth by God. God created man. So he's the first being called human created by God. So he's the first man. Jesus was given birth. Okay, let me explain it this way for you. Man was taken from the dust. Again. Ububuwe. And then breath was given to him. So the Bible says, the earth became a living soul. But without the breath of God, he's just what? But when God breathes, he becomes a living soul. So the power to live is not in the body, but in the breath that was given. But he doesn't give himself life. He is given life. So the Bible says Jesus, the last Adam, is a life-giving spirit. He doesn't get given life. He gives are you following? So now Adam Utakai Mobu, his earthly man. This earthly man, the Bible then says about him, in him we die. When the second man comes, Adam came from God. Ne? You came from your parents. 
Are you following? Jesus came from God. So Adam and Jesus are called first and second men because they each came directly from God. But Jesus is not the last man. He's the last Adam. Why is he the last Adam? Because he represents entire people. But he's not the last man. Because Jesus is not the last person born of God. Who else is born of God? You. Wonderful. At least this class you getting something. Are you following? He's the last what? Adam. But he's the second man. That's why the Bible says he is the first fruit. So of all the people who experienced the resurrection power as new men, Jesus was the first. Are you following? So how many people came directly from God? First was Adam. Second one was Jesus. And then from there, it's all those that are being born again. Why? Because what is born of flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is you and I are born again of the So we are not even last or third. Are you following? Utliaka last. First Adam. Last Adam. First man, second man. Ushab. Okay. So having said that, I didn't think I'll spend so much on that. But anyway, it's okay. So we spoke about our faces. Phase one in Christ before the foundation, we understood that again. Phase two in Adam after the fall. Again. And then we will talk about in Christ after that will be phase three and phase four in glorification. Now, remember last week we said, or the, the week before, you remember again when we were talking here. We said God intended to maintain our blessed state in Christ. Again. So, Adam, Adam, when you were in Christ, I had a plan. I wanted you to be blessed, to be holy, to be like me, to have all these things. So, Adam, for things to stay that way, do not eat of that tree. If you eat, you will die. Does God plan for us to die? No. Remember in Titus chapter 1, we read verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before the foundation... God wanted us to have eternal life. So he wanted to keep things that way. And then remember we explained that death simply meant what? Separation. Again. And we said Adam when he sinned and disobeyed God. Remember he was given life so he depended on God. Again. So he sinned through disobedience and he died. Sin brought death. We read Romans 5.12 on that one. This is the one that I want us to read. In Genesis chapter 6, 3 to 6, it says, Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in men forever. Do you hear what God is saying? My spirit shall not what? How did man become a living soul? God breathed into him. 
modimo o o buruletse moya wa hai ho motho re motho haetse jwang appeal jwale motho o sa jilesebi now here's the thing that i want you to remember you remember in genesis chapter 3 it god said now man is like us knowing good and evil let us remove him from the garden lest he takes from the tree of life ire motho o sa tseba botle le bob ha a sike a nanabetsa letsoho a ja se fateng sa bophelo bo sa feleng why because man is now a sinner ne if he takes his hands and eat from the tree of life what do you think will happen he's going to live perpetually as a sinner he cannot be saved are you following that so now the bible says no 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 let him not eat why he needs a savior have you ever wondered why the devil won't be born again although some person says the devil will be born again you've read that i told you about it go and read it, the gospel of inclusion they say god made a mistake he will repent and bring the devil back and if you know who said it scary stuff okay let's jump to this part that i i want to it says the lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thought of his heart was only evil continually okaha was a human being evil what and the lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and grieve it grieved him to his heart the bible says the lord repented murimo ai tshola hore ke ntse motho that must have been very painful that god can say so when you are a sinner when you are in phase 2 when you are in adam you are at a place where god had originally said i regret i made you But bana na uru pulusa ku reete ta favor you don't doing us a favor First and foremost pulusa it is the 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 restoration of God's original intention about your life it takes you back to who you are does that make sense But and again if you are not born again God still regrets the fact that he made you and you turn out the way you are How's that? Glow ka motsadi age. Ke itshola re ko tsetse. That is the worst case. At least from where I stand. If my mother was to say I regret giving birth to you, I would wish to die. So if God says I regret I created human beings, you can imagine what was the situation. Which is why you have to understand not being born again it's a terrible thing. Are you still there? So what made God say such painful words? It's because man sinned. Man disobeyed God's direct order to him. God says don't, man does. Are you not aware that you and I as we sin, we are perpetuating the same grief? Kigaho bebile iring, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Because as you sin, you grieve him who is sealed with you. 
It is amazing that children of God take sin for granted. God forgive me for the sin I'm about to commit. How about being aware that as you sin, you perpetuate the grief of the Holy Spirit? Eh? It's not about you. Sin is not about you. It is God's command that is being disobeyed. It is God who gets disobeyed. Are you still there? And then we said, sin is any failure to conform to the moral law of God in act, attitude, or nature. God created man in his own image and likeness so that man's conduct, attitude, aspirations, and actions would line up with God's. But sin changed all of that. Adam begot children after his fallen nature of sin. Mudimu, when he made a human being, he wanted us to be like him. How's that? But when we sinned, when Adam sinned, this was God's intention. When you act, you act like God. Are you following? When you speak, you speak in the authority of God. 